Hello, everybody. It's Marcy from wavesofcommunication.com. Welcome to 2021. This year, the theme on our platform is positive action. The information I provide is designed to equip and empower parents and caregivers to take at least one conscious, focused, positive action today toward helping your child shift from nonverbal communication into unprompted spoken language. There's no time like now to make the necessary changes you need to see the success that you want for the late talker in your life. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. It's Marcy again from wavesofcommunication.com. And today I am giving you 10 signs to know when it's time to stop your child's telesessions. Um, so I know that right now, while everyone is social distancing, this is uh, the solution that is provided to parents, the school district or clinic or ABA center or wherever it is that you have been working. They may have offered you the opportunity to work with a therapist online via a Zoom call or telesession of some kind. And uh, that's, again, what's been offered. So what I'm going to do on this video is let you know when it's time to call it quits. Um, because I'm not saying that telesessions are bad for everybody, but in a lot of the feedback that I am getting from the parents who are following on my page and even seeing me uh, who are calling me to book strategy session calls to start to work with me, they are letting me know what's happening out in the world with them in their telesessions. And in some cases, the parents are using these sessions successfully, and they're um, moving forward and helping their kids see progress. And other parents are just frustrated. They're starting to not want to do these sessions, and they're wondering you know, what to do. If this is the only solution you have, do you continue to do it? Or at some point, do you call it quits and try to find a different solution? And I work with parents uh, myself as a coach and consultant. And my Waves of Communication platform is designed to not be working with the child. I work with parents and teach parents how to teach your kids. And that's why the parents who are working with me in my program are using this time to not have me work with their kids, but to learn how to do it themselves so they don't have to deal with these telesessions that are less than effective for their kids. For those of you who do follow me, to share this video with anybody who you come across who is complaining maybe about the fact that they didn't get a telesession or they're looking for a telesession or, or their telesessions aren't what they expected or what they hoped they would be. These are 10 signs that you can use to, even if you need a justification for yourself to stop it or to decide when is enough because it is never advisable to stay in any kind of an intervention method with your child if it's causing more problems than it is causing progress. Number one, 
So these are for sessions that are directed where your child is expected to perform during the session. There is some expectation for your child to be there and be doing activities during the session. It's therapy, right? It's therapy for your child. So it should involve your child. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about coaching sessions. I'm talking about therapy, teletherapy, where your child is expected to perform during the session. Here are some reasons to know that it is not working for you. Number one, your child has no social connection with the teacher or therapist. Most kids, this is not a problem. They like their therapist or teacher. They're excited to see them on the camera and, um, you know, exchange those pleasantries. However, if your child does not have a social relationship with the person on the other side of the camera or the computer, then it's not going to be long-term successful for you. It is, in that case, shifted from a therapy session with your child to a coaching session for you because the child has no social interest even in responding to that person. So that's number one reason that your child-directed session is not any more child-directed. Number two, your child, even if they do have a nice social relationship with the person on the other side of the, the tele session, they might have a nice social relationship, but they won't attend for any kind of intervention, even if it's fun intervention for more than 10 minutes of a 30-minute session. If it's a 60-minute session, they should be attending for a third of it. So at least, you know, 20 minutes, they should be able to be engaged or the rest of that time is potentially a waste. Part of that time, that session, you're going to be using for coaching. So if you split it into thirds, your child should be acting and doing and responding for a third of the session time, however long it is. And then one third of the session time will be for you to ask questions and get coaching for yourself, right? You'll need that because you need to know what to do in between those sessions. And then the third part of that telesession, that extra 20 minutes is greetings, hellos, tech problems, getting connected, making sure you're unmuted, you know, all of that. Literally a third of your session is going to be spending, typically in a typical tele-session, can be spent with social pleasantries that aren't real work and actually connecting the session. So you don't have to expect your child to pay attention for the whole thing. That's not the criteria I'm talking about here. It's if they cannot be engaged and work for one third of the therapy time, then you know 
it's a waste because if you can't even get that one third of the time, what happens is the other two thirds turn into trying to get the child to pay attention and you miss out on the coaching time and all of that social interesting time is what is happening. So you're getting the social part and the connected part, but you're not getting the coaching that you need because you're too busy trying to get your child to pay attention for 10 minutes and it takes 20 to 30% of that session to even get that to happen. So your child's not getting the work because they're not paying attention. You're spending your time instead of getting coaching, trying to get your child to work, see? So it's just not working. At that point, it's time to let it go. All right, number three, the tech is a problem that affects more than a third of your session every session. So if you're spending a third or more of your time connecting, the power goes out, the internet connection is bad, the therapist can't connect, or they're distracted, or you're distracted, or something is going on, that there is a problem with maintaining even a connect line on every session. Some sessions are going to be a wash. If there's a storm or it's heavy usage, There are that's understandable for to happen occasionally. Once in every 10 sessions, maybe that should happen. But if it happens every time, that means that the system isn't set up appropriately to be able to work with you. And you're going to be distracted by the tech problems and tech solutions. And that's what your telesession turns into instead of actually making progress. More problems than progress. So that's the other the next tip. That was number three. Number four, okay? This is when it gets into the tech is working, your child likes the therapist, and you are down to learn everything, but your child does not like the activity that you're being told to have them do or the therapist is being told. So a lot of times at this stage, if the child isn't paying attention on their own, the therapist may be guiding the parent to do the work for them. This is happening with ABA, where the therapist is watching the parent. They're telling the parent exactly what to do. Hold it like this put it next to him, say these words, touch the blue one, you know, and it's the do this, say this, the directions that they are collecting data on. Because what they're doing is they're sitting on the other side of the camera and collecting the data because the data is always necessary for ABA. And the therapist is already expecting you to do all the work, to set up the environment, to put the jobs together and to move forward and do it. So they're going to be collecting data. I hope they don't make you collect data. Otherwise, I don't even know why they're there except for just to coach you to do stuff. But and we'll get into all that in some of the other reasons. But this reason alone is if you are not prepared to be a therapist, you're not trained to be a therapist, you are not even used to fighting with your child. Because those people at therapy, if they are trying to get your child to do something that they don't like, like 
they don't want to do there. It's not their favorite. It's a less preferred activity, the work part, right? Because these therapy sessions, the therapists are going to still be responsible for making some work happen. And if the work they're used to doing with your child, your child doesn't like, they have reinforcers or they're giving them breaks or they're doing whatever to try to get your child to do that. And they are trained in how to get kids to do things that they don't want to do. Parents are not trained in that. They're not trained. They're, you're, you will be stuck being told to use bribes and things that you are compromised on because therapists can use reinforcers that parents don't have the luxury of using. They can use M&Ms or treats or things like that, but you can't get into the habit of giving your child those kinds of treats in your household every day because they don't know when is ABA time to get those treats or not. And you'll be using those candy reinforcers and food reinforcers more than you want to. So it's very, very important that if the therapist continually gives you jobs that your child does not like and you're having to bribe or whatever them to do those jobs, you need new jobs from that therapist. And if they're not willing to change, then it's time to stop because you are creating more problems in your household trying to get their work done their way so they can collect data. And that's not your responsibility as a parent. Your responsibility for a parent is to teach your child things they can use to move forward in the future, not to do somebody else's work for them. So if the therapist is making you do their work, their way with their strategies and your child doesn't like it, that's a reason to quit. It's not it's not worth it to try to get your child to like doing and to change. If you're going to change anything, change to make things in a positive way, not in a negative way. That's the most important, right? So if that was really number four and five together, because number four is it's a big red flag if your child doesn't like the activity, but it's also a big red flag if you don't like it. So a lot of parents who have ABA, even who used to have ABA in their house, will leave the ABA therapists to do the prompting and exchange-based stuff and repetition drill and leave them alone. Um, ABA therapists who are used to letting kids cry out their dissatisfaction with wanting to do things, parents don't like to do that. So they will maybe on camera be expected to sit and watch their child cry or throw a tantrum and lure them back with their reinforcer. Um, and because that is what the therapists do instead, this is true for ABA for sure, they will make you not respond to your child child when your child refuses the activity because in ABA that says that your child is trained to um, you're, you are training your child to use that behavior again to get out of the hard work and the truth is your child doesn't want to do the hard work and you need to get them out of that hard work anyway they're using that behavior to ask you for help to get them out of that and parents want to help their kids get out of things they don't like not force them to do things that they don't like it doesn't feel good for parents. They do it every day because they are told by therapists to do it, but they don't like it. It doesn't feel good to them. It doesn't feel good to their kids. And they're doing it because now is your opportunity to say no to that. If your therapist is telling you to do anything that you do not like to do, just say no. 
no, I'm not going to do that. You need to give me something different. I don't feel good about that. I don't like how he responds. I don't like how I am responding. And you either get new or stop. Because if you don't like the activity and your child doesn't like the activity, that means it isn't fun for somebody. And if it isn't fun, it isn't fun. And you're too busy worried about trying to make force work to happen instead of enjoy the process. And with language facilitation, I recommend everybody enjoys every day of your life while you're teaching your child. You don't have to struggle through life to teach your child. You can teach them using fun. Parents are doing it all over the world using my program. So you don't have to do these things just because the therapist told you to do it. If you don't like it and your child doesn't like it, just say no. All right, next one. We're up to number six. These are six signs. These are 10 altogether. Signs that your teletherapy sessions, it's time to stop because they're not working for you, okay? Number six is that the job that they are telling you to do is too confusing or complicated. So like I said, many therapists are great at being therapists, but they're not very good at being coaches because they're used to you dropping off your child at their center, them taking your child from you and being the one to go ahead and do their work with them. And they're not used to telling you how to do their job. And they're not used to telling anybody how to do their job. They just do it their way. So the only thing they can do when they get you on a telesession is to tell you how to do exactly exactly what they do. And in a lot of parents, they don't like it. They don't want to do it that way. And it just doesn't work for them. Or it's too complicated. First, there's five steps in the process, you know, because if you've got a child who's working, let's say on a, on a tablet system, or they're working on three step directions, or they're at a certain level, and they're fading prompts, or, you know, when things get complicated with these ABA things, those therapists make it look real easy when they just do drills over and over again. But there's a lot that goes into why they choose those drills, why they have these programs that they're working through that are step-by-step step as kids developmentally ladder skills on top of each other. It's a complicated thing. That's why it's a big course of study to be a BCBA. And it, just try to explain all of that to someone else to do that job for them when they're not used to being a coach can be frustrating for someone on a parent's end, right? They just don't know how to move forward with it. So if that is what's going on and your therapist is trying to explain things to you and you keep asking questions and you're not getting it or it's just feeling like it's too much or doesn't match, then it's time to quit, okay? Number seven and this is when you really know that it's time, is when the therapist is so rigid about what they're doing that they're not letting you modify the techniques at all. Because remember, the therapist's job is to get some kind of work going on here. And if they are so stuck in their way of doing things and you're resistant to that and they are like giving you a hard time because you want to go and hug your child or you don't want to do the same thing 
thing every day and you want to do something new because you need to voice yourself. You can't just be a robot. You don't work for that therapist to be their assistant. You are your child's language facilitator. You're in charge of the thing. That therapist works for you and they're supposed to be helping you see success. If they are not doing that, if they are too owning that process, no, it has to be this way by the book kind of folks who want to put the same book in front of everybody or their book that they designed to work with your child in the center. They're trying to use that same book for you to work with your child by yourself at home. It's not the same playbook. It's not the same environment. It's not the same characters. It's not the same players, right? So you need to make sure that that therapist is flexible enough that when you say this isn't working and I want to do it this way, that they listen to your feedback and take those suggestions and tell you how to use the skills that you are good at, what you have been doing with your child. They need to listen to you, basically. And if they don't listen to you, then it's time to find something different to do. All right. And then the next one is number eight is that the therapist is not giving you any tools to use between the sessions, that the session is all about, let's get through this half hour, hour, two hour, whatever period of time we have together. And at the end of the session, there's nothing more than, all right, I'll see you next time. Um, you need, like I said at the beginning of this video, to spend at least one third of your session, a whole third of the time, getting strategies that you can use to get the skills that they that they designed for you to work on in your session. How can I, as a parent, initiate, facilitate these skills in my child's life while I am home with them, during my everyday activities? You need to get that stuff from the therapist or this session is going to be, you're going to, they're going to fade out fast, right? Because your child's not going to want to pay attention. You're not going to be wanting to do things and they're not helping you over and over and over again. So if your therapist does not give you, first of all, you have to ask, okay? If you don't ask, then it's your fault that you're not getting them. And that that's going to cause your telesessions to break down. Because remember, these problems can happen on both sides. It's not just the therapist. It's you and the therapist matching. It's the intervention working well for you being the innovator and implementer and all of that, along with your therapist, using your therapist as a team member when you're doing this kind of stuff, because you're responsible for ultimately getting your child to do any kind of work with this session. It's not going to be, especially if you have a young child, you know, unless you can leave them in the room by themselves and they pay attention for the whole entire time, then you wouldn't be watching this video because it would be working successfully for you and you would be hearing your child make improvement. And that I know is happening with some families, but I also know that probably the vast majority of them, it's not working out in one way or another because therapists are not trained to be working with families with telesessions. That's why the insurance industry stopped paying for telesessions for ABA and therapy, and they had to redo the rules to pay for them because the therapists and teachers or parents were chatting and having, you know, up, you know, whatever. It, what no work was getting done in the sessions, no progress was being made, and all the data was just, you know, like I said, it wasn't real data about real improvement. So even the 
insurance companies stopped paying for telesessions. And now they have to pay for them because there is no alternative. There are no clinics open for people to go to. But just because they are allowing people to do it does not mean that it is effective already. Like I said, it was already determined in a lot of cases to be used ineffectively. So you want to make sure if you are in teletherapy that it is successful or stop wasting your time and find something new, right? Okay, so the the therapist is not giving you tools. That's number eight in between sessions. And number nine is you're dreading the session, right? If it's annoying, if you, for whatever reason, when it's coming up to be time, oh no, in a half an hour, it's time to log on to get on with teacher or therapist or whatever again. And you're dreading it because, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter why you're dreading it. If you don't like the therapist, if your child doesn't like the therapist, if the therapist doesn't like your child, if your child doesn't like the work, if whatever reason you are dreading it, then you're already in the mindset where you're not going to see improvement during that session. If you're dreading it going in, you're not in the right mindset to even help your child learning it. And you got to figure out why that is. Why are you dreading it? And maybe it's time for something different. Okay. And then number 10 is that, and this is the, the big reason, the number one reason, even though I'm saying it in number 10, reason that parents should consider stopping telesessions because your resources that you have, the only thing that you have going for you to teach your child is being compromised by those therapy sessions. And it could be your time. So it just happened to me. I've got a family who's working with me in my program and I, they're in my lifetime program and I have a weekly meeting where they are able to come in and check with me and get strategies to update whatever they're doing at home. I tell them how to teach whatever they need to teach and give them the strategies and how to do it. But this mom's child's telesession with her ABA therapist is happening at the same time as my sessions. And she's sending me questions and whatever. She didn't have any control over what time of day she was allowed for therapy. And she's not finding a lot of uh, success with that therapy, but she had to miss my meeting because her therapist said, you've got to choose my telesession over your coaching session because it's the only time I have I've got to see a lot of kids and you know that's what I do I have a regular time for my session so this mom had to make a choice over does she do the telesession that she's not feeling is really effective for her child or does she get coaching from me that she is seeing results with and she's having to compromise her own coaching because she doesn't want to give up this telesession for her child she's still riding it out to see if they're going to work out for her but i have a feeling it won't be very long that she'll be abandoning those sessions and replacing them with time with me the other thing that these sessions are taking from many parents is your money they are charging your insurance so your insurance is paying for them you are paying co-payments for these things out of your deductible or co-payment for whatever it is if your insurance is covering your aba therapy unless you are getting early intervention or 100 free stuff even if they're billing your medicaid it is still taking a hit on your health care and 
you are potentially not using those funds, those out-of-pocket funds that you are paying in your for your copays for these ineffective therapies when we don't even know when therapy is going to open back up. This isn't a temporary fix anymore. We have zero idea as a country when the next time schools will open, clinics will open, ABA will be available. We just don't know as a country in the U.S. anyway. And I know in the world, there are places that are even behind the U.S. as far as the evolution of the virus. So if you are dropping your money on co-payments in therapy sessions that are not effective, you could instead be investing that money in getting coaching. And I have coaching programs. You could buy my book. Literally, you could learn how, in my book that's upside down, you can learn how in this book to go through the process. If it isn't fun, it isn't fun. It's available on Amazon and Audible for those of you who don't know me. And this is it. This is what my book is. I also have a website, wavesofcommunication.com. And I just did a video where I put it out here on YouTube so you can search it right when you're done with this to see about how to actually develop your own plan. Because the problem with these things is, yeah, we know, maybe the telesession's not working for you. Maybe it is breaking down, but we don't have anything else. What else are we going to do? And the solution to your problem, if your telesession is not working out for you, obviously is to make a change. And to make a change that works for you, you have to have a plan. Because right now, the therapist, you're relying on the therapist to make some kind of plan to give you activities that are going to hopefully see some improvement and teach your child something. That's the whole point of wasting your time, not wasting your time, spending your time, I guess, watching videos like this. I mean, you're watching and learning so that you can help your child yourself right? And you want to make sure that all the time that you spend learning is effective to help you. So if you invest your money, the same copay money in telesessions where the therapist isn't teaching you how to help your child, you could spend that money working with someone who is going to teach your child. And you have to look for a therapist who is a coach, who talks about coaching, who talks about educating parents and implementing things in their life, not about owning the responsibility as a therapist. Here I am on our next telesession to fix your kid for you. You can't assume that those people are able to fix your kid for you because they're not. You are much better at doing that yourself as a parent. I've proved that with parents in 12 countries, more than 100 parents all over the world. So there's Oleana and Susan for joining. Thanks for joining and saying hello, ladies. If you are watching live, um, and you have a question, you can go ahead and put it in right now. A lot of people haven't been answering, asking questions, so I've been trying to come up with these videos to give you um, solutions to the things that I see out on Facebook. I'm seeing a lot of parents in groups who are complaining about these sessions, who are not happy, who are worried that that's all they get and they don't know what else there is. And I'm here to tell you on all the videos in my Waves of Communication platform here on YouTube, over on Facebook, even on Instagram, I am doing my best to share with parents the resources you need to make your own plan. So here on 
YouTube, you can just scroll down. It's in the past week or so, maybe two weeks, I did this video with seven steps, seven um, tips to help you create your own language facilitation plan that works for you, that you feel good about so that you can make progress. Because just because schools close, therapies closed, all of that stuff, those buildings are closed and those therapists don't know how to work online doesn't mean that you can't learn how to help your child. The Just because the situation of the world is as it is doesn't mean that you can't overcome whatever is going on in your household and teach your child to talk and even use the activities that you are stuck inside doing or you know the limited things that you can do outside to teach your child better faster and all day long while you're home with them using language facilitation. That's what this is all about. And that's why I went ahead and made this video for you today to give you some ideas to feel better and don't feel bad. I mean, I know that it is, um, your therapist in ABA centers livelihood, right? They can't work the way they used to be able to work in their clinics. And, and I do have empathy for them, but I don't think it's right for anyone to try to make a parent do something that they don't like, that their child doesn't like, that they don't feel is working just because they don't have anything else to offer you. I don't think that's right. I think that parents nowadays, they have the internet and everybody's out looking for different solutions. And that's probably how you got to find this video. So I just wanna assure you that here on my Waves of Communication platform, I have resources for parents um, all over the world at whatever budget. The book is, you know, later on this month, there's a deal going on where you're going to be able to get it for only two bucks. Um, you know, there are free ways to learn how to teach your child in a targeted way here on my uh, YouTube channel. So you can do this, um, moms and dads. You can really um, feel okay to say goodbye to intervention methods, whatever they are, that are not working for you and use your resources that are around you, your family, your friends, your um, the people that, that are inside your house and even um, you know getting some coaching from someone to help you learn how to do that in your home. That's gonna be where you're the most effective. And if you don't wanna get coaching, get creative and make up your own ways to teach your child because these will be even more effective than anybody else's telesessions where they're telling you to do things you don't want to do. Because ultimately, if it isn't fun, it isn't fun. And if it isn't fun, then it is time, time, time to change and find something different to help your child. My waves of communication resources are here to help you. And I wish you the best of luck on your language facilitation journey. I hope everyone stays well, stays inside, wipes down all your stuff, keeps stuff clean. And when all of this is over, I have a feeling that there's gonna be a lot of people watching these videos who are gonna see a lot better talking when their kids go back to those therapies, if they even do because parents are the best language facilitators. Parents all over the world are proving it and you can find the same results yourself 
if you take action. But if you sit around and watch videos and don't do anything and stay with interventions that you don't like and that you don't feel good about, then you will remain stuck. And I promise you, most of the people watching this video are gonna remain stuck. You're not gonna wanna change. You're gonna wanna stay doing what you used to do. You're gonna continue to wanna struggle and fight and pull words and language out of your child and it's gonna break down the more you struggle and fight with it fighting the change the harder it's gonna be but if you embrace the change that's happening now in your household with your child with your whole attitude about this whole process and do something that you enjoy find strategies that you like you will enjoy the process and before you know it this isolation time will be over and you will be able to bring your child out with more language. But it's not going to happen by magic, I promise you. It's not going to happen by paying somebody else to do it for you. It's only going to happen if you take the action to do the work yourself. Otherwise, you're stuck with what you have. Remember, what you have invested your time, money, effort in up until this moment has gotten you the results that you have. And if you're happy with those results, then keep on doing what you're doing. But if you are not, if you weren't happy with the results before the isolation, and you're certainly not happy with what's going on right now, now is your chance to make a change. There is resources available for you and opportunities abound. It's not a time of restriction. It's a time of expansion. So think about it from that perspective and you will see improvement. It's your choice. You can remain stuck in the same trying to make the old things work in a new world, or you can move into the new world and do things your way, the way you like, the way that is fun for you and your child. And I promise you, the new world way, you're going to enjoy the process and you'll see more progress too. You just wait and see, give it a try. The only way you'll know is if you give it a try. All right, then enough lecturing for today. This whole clock thing came up for me and I just was really worried about, I don't want parents to miss this opportunity that you have home with your kids with intervention methods that don't work for you. Own your voice, own your responsibility to teach your child and get it done. Thanks everybody for tuning in today. I hope this content has inspired you to create your own positive language facilitation action plan for this week. If you enjoyed this broadcast, you're in luck. There are tons of resources across our Waves of Communication platform, all designed to help you teach your child to talk. There are more than 350 free videos on our YouTube channel, a daily blog on Facebook with opportunities for live Q&A, my book, If It Isn't Fun, It Isn't Fun, available on Amazon, and my coaching programs, including a free 90-minute introductory class. Learn about everything we do for language facilitators on our website, wavesofcommunication.com. If you benefited today, please consider subscribing to the channel and sharing the resource with others. This little exchange is free for you and really helps us grow the platform to reach more parents and caregivers around the world. I'll be back next week with more information and strategies to help you continue on your language facilitation journey. This is Marcy Melzer, intuitive speech and language pathologist, saying bye for now.